Uh, the best one was this two-handed hammer our friend wanted to use. I don't know why I shaped it this way, but it looked like a tack hammer, like a giant yeah. tack hammer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Her mother is an artist, and she thought it looked like something that belonged in a modern art museum. Like, <laughs> should be in the Andy Warhol Museum of some weird display of, like, giant household objects. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Ashton. I just wanted to make a quick note before the episode and apologize because apparently I had the wrong microphone recording the entire time. So my audio is not too great and a little hard to hear, but I hope you can still enjoy hearing about our backstory and thank you for your understanding. Welcome to 321 Lay On, a podcast about live action role playing. Joining me, as always, is my brother Evan. Hello. And I am Ashton, and we have recently gotten back into LARPing after a decade of not LARPing. Uh, and we thought we would talk today about our kind of backstory and our experiences LARPing and gaming in general, and uh, maybe a little bit of why we wanted to do this podcast. So, uh, some folks were asking about this, believe it or not, so give the people what they want. Not really, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a couple people. No, I mean, I didn't think people would want to know. <laughs> uh, yes. So yeah, we. I was trying to remember exactly when we started. We were in high school, right? Yeah, I would say at least junior year, maybe before that, maybe what's before that? Tenth grade. I think we may have been the like youngest age you could to go LARPing, so right? Fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. Maybe a little younger. So yeah, our older brother. Was uh, he was into LARPing with him, him and his group of gaming friends that he played D and D with, and I'm not sure which of them first started getting into it. But yeah, I don't even remember. I remember being at our first event, but I don't necessarily remember leading up to it. A little bit of like flipping through the rule book and trying to decide what kind of character to play. Yeah, I remember a lot of, I guess, preparation and like <laughs> you could say training. Our brother put us through to oh, right. learn how to you know, properly fight and not hurt anybody or ourselves. <laughs> right. And we had costumes that, looking back, were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, uh, I guess at the time, things aren't what they are today, so right. this was Late still... Late 90s, early 2000s. Right, right. So maybe we were just unaware of it, but having a plastic bucket cut into a armor shape was good enough. <laughs> oh, right. Held together yeah. with some strings and... I don't think latex weapons were really a thing. I remember when we last played, which was a few years after we started, there was one guy that had latex weapons. Uh, that was like a new thing. And we thought that was like crazy. Like, <laughs> you're going to hurt someone with this or that thing's going to break. Like, were my expectations. But obviously that's becoming uh, a norm or is a norm, you know. So yeah, let's back up a little bit. Um, if for some reason somebody is listening to this and they're not sure what live action role-playing is or LARPing as it's called. Uh, that's what it means, live action role-playing. And I uh, usually describe it, you know, it's like Dungeons and Dragons, but you actually act out their character. Uh, maybe a more sophisticated explanation I sometimes say is uh, it combines gaming and improv theater and community, you know, because it's not usually just 
your own group of friends, but it's a large organization to make it more believable and immersive or whatever. So it's not just your five group of five friends playing D&D at a table. You actually have to go out, usually into the woods, and there's a lot of other people that you probably don't know. So that's where the community aspect of it is. Right. And yeah, there is just something about taking our D&D characters and maybe a little bit of video game characters um, and taking on that persona and acting it out that was sounded super fun to us. Because we were always into that kind of stuff, I guess, theater and, you know, just pretending. and Right. Yeah, I remember having a lot of uh, reservations or maybe anxiety a little bit because we were younger than everybody. This was totally new to us. And I always felt like I was going to say the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something anyone that's thinking about getting into LARPing should keep in mind that even people that have been gaming and acting or whatever their whole lives you know, still had uh, reservations and hesitations about doing this. And, you know, just like anything else, once you get into it, if you put yourself into it, you know, you jump in with both feet and it becomes a lot more fun and less worrisome. Right. Yeah, for me, I just kind of thought of it as being pretty introverted, maybe is what kept me from really wanting to speak up and know what to say. But yeah, a little bit of that too. Like, because I have a hard time remembering, like, I don't think I really had a character like, I had a name, and I knew my stats, but I didn't go any further than that. <laughs> right, no, I don't remember having any kind of backstory. I mean, I had a little bit of a direction, like my character started off as a fighter, warrior type, and wanted to become more paladin, holy knight, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, it never got that far, or actually did any real role-playing, I felt. <laughs> yeah. I think for us, we were more, much more focused on the game part than the role-playing part. Oh, you know? uh, sure. So we were just happy to go out and play the game and be able to cast the spells and attack goblins and get treasure, which right. I think we did pretty well, actually. I actually, until we NPC'd, then I think we got a little more into... Uh, oh, right. We felt more comfortable, like, you know, there's no stakes when you're the NPC, you know. If you're, you're playing your character, you might die, and that's, you know, you die, <laughs> which oh, sucks. Yeah. Um, but when you're the NPC, that you have no fear of that necessarily. In fact, that's usually your intention. <laughs> Right. So anyway, yeah, so the group that we started with, we grew up um, in western Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh. So the group we first started with, we called it Quest, but it was part of a Circle of Swords gaming guild or group. Yeah, CauseQuest was what it was officially called because it was part of Circle of Swords. Right, yeah, the Circle of Swords gaming guild. I'm pretty sure that was their own you know, system, and yeah, I didn't know much about plot or the people that ran it. Yeah, that was where we got started, and we must have played for a few years, although I don't know how many events we actually made it to. I don't know, we made it to a few, at least. I was going to say we only did it in the summer, but I remember definitely doing it during the winter, <laughs> because they yeah. had a structure they called the maze, that really wasn't a maze, it was a crudely built maze, let's say, and that was often used for one-day events, and there's definitely one in the winter that we went to. So yeah, we did that for a couple of years, and then yeah, I'm not sure why we stopped, I guess there's a little bit of, um, you know, we didn't have a ton of expendable income or any at the time. Right. And then it was kind of an ordeal. We were pretty busy with, you know, school activities and things that finding a weekend free was difficult. You know, whenever the event would happen, the chance of us being able to go to was pretty narrow. But yeah, we did it for a couple of years. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess just got busy with life and stuff. I don't know who decided they wanted to try it again. So we... I think, again, one of Ian's friends, our older brother, uh, was going to some Nero events, the Pittsburgh chapter of Nero, which is called Pro. 
and we thought it would be good because I believe your character transfers to any Nero chapter. Um, so you weren't kind of just stuck to, if you couldn't make it to the one cause quest event that week or that month, that was kind of, you lost your opportunity for the month, but there's different Nero chapters you could go to kind of gives you a bit, a few, few more options or go to more events and stuff. So yeah, it's still, we ended up not really going again very regularly because we only went the one time, I think. No, we went at least twice and we NPC'd both times to get a feel for the game with their rules and what's going on. And then we came up with at least character ideas, maybe started on costumes, but those never came into existence. Right. And I remember <laughs> you actually bought a pack of like 50 or 100 metal studs to make studded leather. And you were like pretty mad that we never actually made the characters and you had spent, I mean, now it doesn't look like a lot of money. It was probably like 20 bucks. <laughs> uh, but back then, like spending 20 bucks yeah. on something you never would use was like a pretty big letdown. Yeah, it's like drinking money for the week. Right, right. <laughs> so nothing against Nero. It just didn't work out for us. And yeah, we didn't just jive with the people we were playing with. We went, it was four of the five of us brothers and yeah maybe we just kept ourselves a little too much or you know we didn't we didn't go ahead of time like at least i, I actually i arrived late i remember that um like late friday night because i had to work so i didn't have any chance like out of game to really talk to anybody and i remember a couple encounters like i introduced myself and they said their name which was clearly their character's name <laughs> yeah and i was like oh okay so whatever just left it at that <laughs> didn't you run into uh some of them out of game like at a movie theater or something it does sound familiar now that you say that I remember at least, I think it was a couple, and they were, like, pretty cool. And, like, you know, had we gone more, we probably would have gotten to be pretty good friends with them. And then you randomly ran into them shortly after we were there at a movie theater. You don't remember this? This does sound familiar, but I can't remember it at all. Okay. Before we move on, I do remember at one point we were pretty gung-ho about trying to start our own LARP. Oh, in uh, high school? Yeah, at the end of high yeah. school. Yeah. We had enough friends that were interested or we had talked it up enough that we thought we could you know, successfully run an event. And the way I had it figured out was everyone had an NPC and you had to like take turns PCing. Like there would be groups sure. of like five or six that would PC and then we would like <laughs> run the whole thing in our backyard, which is not very big. Yeah. And I was trying to convert the Dungeons and Dragons rules like straight up the uh bard barbarian cleric rogue wizard ranger like make those into larping classes because i didn't understand why other larps didn't do that at least in our experience uh, like it seemed like they pretty much came up with their own system completely and uh you know we weren't doing it for a profit at all so we were just going to play with our friends so i was just going to use everyone else's hard-earned or hard work yeah. <laughs> well, i think i was open 20 at that point so i think you're all right yeah, probably. Uh, but I remember I lost my laptop or my computer busted that had all the information I had worked on. I got pretty disheartened about that. <laughs> so I think that's one of the reasons it didn't work out. But we did spend a lot of time making PVC weapons and armor and shields. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that got people excited was making the weapons that we could play with. Yeah, that was why we like it so much today now. It's like, that's the fun part making something and get to use it mm -hmm. but yeah we spent like a couple of days making a bunch of weapons at least a couple of days yeah <laughs> the, whole, uh, the best one was this two-handed hammer our friend wanted to use and i think he wanted more of like a 
a mallet thing and I ended up I don't know why I shaped it this way, but it looked like a tack hammer. Like a giant yeah. tack hammer. <laughs> oh, yeah. And her mother That's is an cool. artist and she thought it looked like something that belonged in a modern art museum. Like <laughs> should be in the Andy Warhol Museum of some weird display of like giant household objects. <laughs> <laughs> It was like super heavy too. Like it was uh, crazy and practical. Yeah, and Bill made a flail with like a plastic chain. Yeah, I think it was sweet. And we're pretty sure it was gonna kill somebody. Oh yeah, it definitely would have hurt somebody. I don't know, the chain wasn't very long. As long as <laughs> well, I guess it, it goes with any LARP. If you're being careful and not being too excited, then everyone's safe, but that's never what happens. You get in the battle and you get super hyped up and you end up swinging for home runs. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll revisit that at some point. Uh, <laughs> the way at least I remember wanting to run it was like, there would only be like a group of heroes, you know? Right. Because again, it would just be our friends. So if 20 people played, five maybe would be PCs. And the other 15 would be the NPCs. Right. And yeah, we just rotate. I didn't think necessarily rotating during an event or weekend or day or whatever, but maybe each day would just be a different quest line for... For people, and whether they were connected or not, I don't know. I still kind of have that idea. <laughs> uh, but that was definitely our senior year of high school, and it probably could have happened. But again, life intervened, and we all went off to college and never made time for it. So then, yeah, how did we get to this point? So our friend Bill, he lives near Scranton, Pennsylvania, and he has a friend that he went to a LARP with, I don't know that whole story, but he ended up going to a LARP one weekend and, and his friend, uh, Corey, I believe this is how it went. He said, you should come to the Frontier Dawn. It's way better. <laughs> and Bill had fun at that one LARP he went to, but then they were going to this other one and he said, Hey, you guys should come. And we said, yes, like <laughs> there was yeah. no convincing necessary. <laughs> right, yeah. I, and it just like, clicked like yeah we're gonna do this like <laughs> and i don't yeah. know we just decided we have time and money now well we have the choice of what we do with our time and money <laughs> right. and we chose to put it all into this and now here we are talking about it in our free time yeah and i think it was just one of those kind of latent things because yeah i really liked larping even though you know i've met people that have done it you know almost every weekend or at least every month for the last decade or so uh and yet we hadn't done it in a really long time and it definitely i think i mentioned like culminates a lot of things that we're into and you know the creative side of creating things of our armor and creating the character and storytelling and you know imaginary worlds and uh living them out and then getting to play the game and you know we just dig that kind of stuff so uh, and yeah, and it just worked out, and it was kind of nice that the location of it was the midpoint of where you and I lived, so it right. kind of was like, worked out well as, I think I was helping to sell it for, you know, my wife to leave my wife and kid for a weekend. <laughs> that's the that's a whole other topic for a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, to visit with family too, and get out of the house and have some recreation, something I really enjoy and mm-hmm. passionate about or whatever, so. And then, yeah, this group of people, we just kind of lucked out that they were super cool, ran a really great game, and were very inclusive, and yeah, that was nice. They just, oh, and, you know, so we joined a Facebook group beforehand, which was kind of nice, 
that didn't exist, you know, obviously over a decade ago. So we were able to kind of get a feel for the community and the people involved and get questions answered beforehand. So it was kind of like we show up and we like sort of knew people already, but that was like, Hey, finally meet in person and then get to keep in touch, you know, outside of the game. Right. Since we don't really live near any of those people currently. So. Yeah. That actually is probably why we hadn't continued in the past is we never totally clicked like, uh, with this group. That's part of the what reason we keep wanting to go back because these people were fun to play with. I never, at least to this degree, you know, felt that way about any any other uh, groups we've worked with, which is, you know, not totally their fault. It's partly our fault, too. <laughs> right, yeah, I was going to say, it's our awareness level of it, you know, may not have been that high before. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because we were just wanted to go out and play a game, you know, rather than really enjoy the storytelling and role-playing aspect of it which I don't know why we're a little bit more into that now, at least. But they seem to serve well for anyone who goes, you know. They have awesome battles that are really fun. Uh, they have pretty interesting classes and crafting systems and, and a really cool story. And now that, you know, we're older and technology is what it is today, it's a lot easier to record and produce your own podcast. And I'm kind of into that stuff anyway. So, yeah, I guess yeah. I just kind of got that idea. Honestly, I don't even remember how it sort of... I think you were looking for podcasts to listen to, uh, and you couldn't yeah. find any that were, or at least not many, that were specifically about LARPing. A lot of gaming ones that might mention LARPing or have one episode, mm-hmm. but not a lot that were all about LARP. Right, yeah. Um, and actually, you know, honestly, I think selfishly, I just, again, I really like this game and the system they created and the organization, and so I just wanted to find out more about it. Uh, and I, I thought it was... <laughs> I thought if it's interesting to me, it might be interesting to other people. So I, that's why sure. I started, I think. I think that's pretty much most of our background. And then, I mean, obviously a lot of gaming, video games, and Lord of the Rings and stuff when we were really young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Dungeons & Dragons when we were, you know, preteen, a little bit older adolescence age. So we've been kind of doing all the fringe, or the related hobbies our whole life. A lot of online gaming, Warcraft, and Final Fantasy. Do you have a... Favorite LARPing memory, either past or current, I guess. Past ones, one I always remember. Um, well, there's a couple of stories from when we NPC'd, um, when we played the uh, the circus. Oh yeah, like the yeah. circus of freaks they called, which maybe it's not PC now, but <laughs> no offense any circus people. But uh, anyway, they had this mod at the end where this guy had this um, this circus, and there was a lot of different creatures, or whatever, and I think they're. The PCs had to escort them or something, but then at the end, we just attacked all the PCs. <laughs> and they were just kind of like, grab a costume, and we'll see what we come up with. And so we were just grabbing things, and they were making it up. And so I grabbed this wolf head mask and, like, some claws that went with it, uh, like a werewolf howling costume or whatever. And then so I just, like, acted like this crazy wolf dog boy or something all the time. And I was just, like, running around crazy, and it was fun. But no, I think I liked it because it was um, simple, so that was like really easy to get into it mm-hmm. um, and make it sort of believable, and all the other NPCs were kind of playing off of it really well, and so that was pretty fun. Uh, and like I said, we hadn't really gotten into the role-playing, acting kind of part of it very much, uh, so that was pretty fun. And some people were like, maybe I just vaguely remember a couple of other people were like, oh man, you did awesome with that, that was fun. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, it's always easier NPCing when you don't have to think about what a character would actually say or do, or if it's related to like a storyline. <laughs> I 
if you right. say or do the wrong thing, it's going to mess things up. If you're just a monster of some sort that has one or two objectives in life, <laughs> right. yeah, it's always pretty easy to NPC. And then there's the one where we were just told to be bandits, but we like made up this whole story. I don't think you were there for that one. I remember parts of it. So I was either came in late or I was told the story so many times. I think I was there. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that does sound right. I think you did show up. Because maybe that was the same event. You showed up at the, in the evening. Yeah, so we were just told to be, you know, bandits. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if we were given a little backstory or mission, but we kind of made up one anyway to make it more interesting and fun for us. And so we um, split our group. I think there was four of us, and we split up, and we decided we are going to trick some people in town into coming, like leaving the town, and then rob them, and then take their stuff back into town and sell it. Oh, right. Yeah. And all we were told was to be bandits. And so we set this up. We had two people stayed back, and we found a spot in the woods that was like, there, were like a, there was like a line of trees and then like a field next to it or something. So it was like pretty like narrow, like you couldn't run away very well. So me and my older brother went into town and I think I was a caster. Uh, and so we made up a story about some uh, hidden cave with a magic fairy in it or something. <laughs> and so we found a couple of guys that were just hanging out at the end and started talking to them and you know, told them the story. And they bought it and followed us. And I got real nervous at the end. Like I forgot exactly what the plan was. I just remembered it was kind of to ambush them and to make like I had spells that they could you know, they'd drop their weapons and they couldn't run. They'd be pinned or something. And I got it backwards. I made them drop their weapons first and then they ran. I was like, oh no. But I chased them down and I got them anyway. And then we grabbed all their stuff and ran into town. And we were real excited that it pulled off. We just ran into town all excited. And we were like, we got stuff to sell. Who wants a new shield? Who wants a sword? <laughs> and then like not even five minutes later, people were like, they robbed us. They stole us. <laughs> Someone give me a weapon. <laughs> that guy, a weapon. He's just murdered us right in the middle of town. <laughs> I don't remember that, so I definitely wasn't there. Yeah, and then the guy was like so upset and like told us, telling people the story, um, but he didn't loot me. And like some random kid just walked up and searched me. And I like walked up to the guy. I was like, oh, here's a treasure that was on us if you want it. <laughs> And so then, unfortunately, it had a little bit of a sad ending. Uh, so we had a lot of fun, and we were like the heroes of the NPC shit. <laughs> but then I guess the guy was like real mad at himself and kind of depressed about it. And so his friend came up to the came up the plot and was like, oh, he's pretty upset. And we were going to attack him again, like, because <laughs> we heard he was like real mad about it, and he like didn't even want to play anymore. And so people were kind of like, I guess they were annoyed he wasn't being a good sport about it, like... He wasn't just like, oh, I got tricked. I got to learn to act better or whatever. And so they wanted to, like, go back into town as goblins and, like, attack him again. <laughs> but, like, along the way, the guy's friend was like, oh, man, he's really upset. Blah, blah, blah. He's been having a rough time or whatever. And we are like, all right. So we set up, like, a real, like, you know, softball win kind of mm. mod for him to fight some bandits or goblins or something like that. I think he got better. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's quite an ambiguous ending there. Yeah, but it wasn't so much, I guess, that uh, we... I don't know, it was like one of the first times we just kind of came up with something on the spot and tried it, and it worked out exactly how we wanted. It was fun. Uh, it wasn't so much that we did this awesome job or whatever. It was so original or whatever, but it was just kind of the, the fun, kind of crazy things you can do at a LARP. Right. 
I always remember we had seemed to have like keep running into sheep no matter what LARP we went to. Like well, we we go to new LARPs and we were low level of course and like we kept getting these <laughs> encounters where we had to like protect sheep and stuff. Yeah. And the first one we went to, they had these encounter cards you could find in the woods. And so yeah, they called them mini mods. And so you take that card to the NPC shack and they would come up with something like, Oh, this is what you found or this is who you run into. And then they take you on the little mini mod. And (laughs) I don't totally remember this, but I remember our brother relaying. This is what he heard. Like, they're going through like possible scenarios and they're saying something like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And he hears them say, no, they can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then right. I don't think they said this, but this is his reenactment was, here we go. Sheep, they can handle that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so we had to like escort a, a shepherd and a sheep and like fight wolves as they tried to attack the sheep. Right. And then. It was either years later, the same place, or when we went to a new place, we either had to be sheep or <laughs> we had to fight more sheep. Yeah. Like, no matter where we went, we had to protect or play a sheep. <laughs> right. There's not much, uh, not the most rewarding experience. Right. You think you're going to go save a princess from a dragon, you end up keeping a couple dogs from eating someone's sheep. Right. <laughs> well, I guess... Everyone wants to save the princess, but someone's got to save the shepherds. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and there's a lot of pretty cool stories from uh, this, our more recent experiences. So we've definitely got a lot more into it. Uh, we have more fleshed out characters that have sort of their own motivations and stuff, which is kind of funny. Like, I, I think about all this things, things we're doing and work we're putting into it, and it maybe seems much more obvious or common to people who've been LARPing a long time. You know what I mean? But it's kind of new and fresh for us because we haven't done it in such a long time. And we've never really come at it from this perspective, I guess. Does that make sense? No, I don't know what you're saying at all. <laughs> I don't know. Like when I read some things online or listen to some other podcasts, they just kind of talk about it in more of like, a, yeah, it's just how it is at LARPs. You know? Yeah, I was just thinking now that maybe we've, you know, we continued to play Dungeons and Dragons and other role-playing games that entire time we weren't LARPing. So in that time, our character creation definitely evolved from, you know, the half-orc barbarian just swings an axe and makes fart jokes to, you know... Just still a great character. Right. To, like, this crafty rogue who loves to get into dialogue and trick someone and then pick their pocket and, you know, have maybe no dice rolling at all just completely role play something so when we went to larp you know we had that experience of making all these different characters throughout the year knowing what kind of characters we had more fun playing like <laughs> there's a time when i was having a lot of fun making characters with psychological disorders or some i don't know quote unquote disorder i guess like i had a half giant psionic with add or maybe ADHD, I guess. And he was super fun to play. <laughs> never something else. It was fun. Like, I can't remember if this is someone I played or someone else. Someone made a character that only spoke in palindromes. <laughs> so it was our brother. He had, he made he just printed a whole bunch off the internet that could be used in different situations. Or he would just say random things like, yo, banana boy. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, so our character creation 
matured over the years. So when our LARPing characters came to life, uh, we had a lot more experience and ideas to work with. Right. Not just guy with a sword and shield. Anyone that's been listening to our podcast, they've heard us talk a lot about Frontier Dawn LARP, which is what we're featuring currently. Um, they're in eastern Pennsylvania, southeastern, near New Jersey, Delaware, around there. So definitely check them out if you're in the area. It's uh, sword and sorcery, high fantasy style LARP. Um, so magic users and swords and shields and armor and some dragons. And they have a class classless system, so they just have... Um, different attributes and paths that you can choose. So every event you go, you gain a level, which they call insight, and uh, you can choose a path or an attribute to put them in. So the attributes are kind of your more traditional classes, body, spirit, and mind. So, you know, melee ranged combat, and then uh, healing, natural magic, and then more like mage classes. Uh, And then they have quite a variety of crafting classes which at least you know i've not seen a lot of other larps or even games that are quite that in-depth which is pretty neat and so when you put the points into these attributes or paths it unlocks the skills that you can buy which you can spend your build points in so it's pretty customizable Uh, you can basically try to play any kind of character you want and uh, there's no points for armor or weapons and there's no restrictions on that so you could be a blacksmith that has full armor and shield and hammer and you're actually a pretty good fighter. <laughs> right. um, or you could be a mage with full armor and sword. Yeah. Yeah, and they have a really great variety of races. Um, they've taken their own spin on a few of the races. Um, elves have their own names. I can't remember them at the moment. Um, halfling hobbit characters are called bobbins. And they changed it a little bit it's it's not necessarily um like for example the orc is not what you necessarily think of an orc um a little closer to maybe world of warcraft where they're not just a you know dumb and you know battle savage type race uh they're actually travel in a caravan and do a lot of trading uh, and they're pretty spiritual and things like that which is kind of cool which is what i'm playing and then they have some other things that you know you've seen before um, like Evan plays a wormkin, so he's a half dragon type of character, but it's also a little, a little different. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, and then some other races they kind of made up that are sort of demonish, more or less. Um, but they fight large monsters and stuff, which kind of cool. Uh, and then they have their own kind of fey fairy races. So anyway, just kind of giving people an overview so they know what we're talking about when we describe our characters in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Seven, tell us about your character. So my character is Neptune the Blue, and he is a Wormkin pirate bard. And that all came together from a number of things. So where I started with my character, I really wanted to play a bard and cast magic through music and performance. And specifically, I wanted to play the drums because I'm play percussion. I have a number of hand drums, uh, a couple of djembes that I carry around, and I thought that would be the most LARP appropriate, I guess. Uh, so originally I was thinking of making an orc, because that seemed like the most likely race to carry a drum or play play the drums in, you know, lore-wise, I suppose. And then, uh, I guess, I was still looking through all the races and 
I really wanted to have the most hit points you could have to start because I know that's kind of ideal in a LARP because uh, normally your armor only lasts so long, but you can always have your hit points healed. So Wormkin was another race that had six hit points. And I kind of read all the overview of uh, the different races. The Wormkin were unique because what they are actually are uh, the dragons in the world reincarnate every so many years. And then when that happens, they lay a a clutch of eggs. And one of the eggs, uh, the dragon leaves its spirit and that egg becomes the new dragon when it reincarnates. And the rest of the eggs are born as Wormkin which are these dragon humanoids, and they uh, protect the dragon while it's growing up until it's large enough to defend itself, and then uh, the Wormkin men are free to do whatever they want, which I thought was really cool, unique you know, race origin story. So one of the dragons is a water dragon. They're based off the elements, fire, air, earth, and water. One of the water dragons is named the Songstress, and so my character was a bard, so I'm like, oh, well, I'll be a... A wormkin that's born under the songstress. That makes a lot of sense. And it's blue, and I like the color blue. And at one point, I thought he might be French. <laughs> Just to give something fun to roleplay. So I was going to name him... <laughs> I wanted to name him uh, Jacques Le Bleu. <laughs> like, Jacques Le Bleu. But <laughs> I decided not to do that. But I like the Le Bleu. I thought that was a kind of cool last name. And I don't care remember if this became before or after that. I was just going to name him Neptune. Because that was like, you know, Neptune, like God of Water on the oceans. And uh, it had Tune in there, like a tune for a bard. But then I just decided Neptune, Le Bleu, the way to go. Uh, but he usually goes by Nep. So it's not, you know, obviously Neptune. Yeah. Uh, I thought someone might give me crap about it, but no one's ever said, well, it's real original or anything, you know? <laughs> What part? You mean Neptune? Neptune, yeah. Ah, I think it's cool. Yeah, I guess some games try to steer you away from naming your character Merlin or whatever, Arthur, you know? Yeah, I think it's just enough outside of the obvious Lord of the Rings-ish kind of trope or whatever. Yeah, I suppose. So anyway, uh, I wanted to be a pirate because I was a pirate for Halloween, or Captain Hook, so I have a lot of uh, that costume that still fits me, and it was actually put a lot of work into, so it looked fairly decent, Uh, and pirates are cool, so... (laughs) <laughs> right and a water dragon and, yep, and he's a water dragon yeah. and there was a, a there's a pirate kingdom uh, this game not only do you pick a race and make a class kind of thing you have to pick a kingdom where you're from that's the old world whereas where where the LARP takes place is a new continent or the new land so you have to pick where you're from originally and that mostly just determines how you're dressed or should be dressed, and you get a you know an in-game skill from it too. There's a group. It's called the White Cloud Republic, and I believe it's called that because it's the Islands of White Cloud is where their base is you know formed, and it's a group of pirate merchants and sailors, explorers, treasure hunters, and it also has a very cool backstory I won't get into because, <laughs> but it was cool too. So that all came together, and uh, I'm really having fun playing this character. A lot of people like him because. Uh, not a lot of people have played drums as a bard. Uh, and that was another thing that was great about this game was they had specific skills to play music or perform under the uh, spirit attribute. There's a specialization called Sonus, and so a lot of your abilities are done through role-playing, uh, some kind of performance 
and it doesn't have to be music. You can dance, you can joke, you can, I don't know, mime, whatever. So that was great that I could, it wouldn't just be like a little thing. He's a role-playing thing. It was like, that's his character and all his abilities were. So I got to play my drum and a lot of people have really uh, liked that idea. Like, cause I'm playing it in the middle of battle and it like gets people pretty pumped up. Which yeah. has been good and bad. Like, I've had char- playing characters say that, but I've also had P- NPCs saying, like, <laughs> they get hump- pumped up, which is not good for the PCs. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's still a fun, slightly unique thing that this character has. And, uh, you know, a lot of people like interacting with him so far. I don't feel like he's too different from my own personality, <laughs> which is kind of a fault of mine. I always default to just kind of acting like how I would act. I don't know. I would say most people say there's nothing too wrong with that. Um, maybe you're missing out a little bit. But... Maybe. I don't, it's rare that I'll come up with a character that acts completely different than I would act. You know? Right, and I think that's, I could be totally wrong, but kind of a progression of someone's LARP career. You know, like <laughs> if you LARPed a lot or a lot of different LARPs, you would probably try to mix it up. Or, oh, that's true. You know, if you had the opportunity to try a lot of different things you might explore characters or things unlike yourself but since we only get to do it once a month and we have to drive a distance to do it at least from my end you know maximize our enjoyment uh sort of not shortcut but make it as easy on ourselves as possible right Um, so if you don't have to expend a lot of energy and this is just us other people might feel totally differently that they want to be totally somebody else for 48 hours 72 hours whatever you cool yeah i like nap um what other kind of motivations has he got? Uh, he, I wanted him to be a treasure hunter and like really curious, but I haven't really had a chance to do that much. Um, he likes making friends. I actually, I guess that part has been going well. Like he he doesn't mind going up to somebody he doesn't know and talking to him, introducing himself, and striking a conversation. <laughs> One person in this last event kept uh, saying that Neptune should run for mayor of the settlement, which. <laughs> probably not going to happen uh mostly because he doesn't want that responsibility <laughs> right but he also doesn't even or i say i shouldn't know what that it really would entail anyway originally i was going to take they have a polymath um crafting insight you can take and that's mostly language related or writing related so you can be a diplomat or a scholar so i wanted him to be a diplomat but uh you probably won't do that <laughs> Just because of your character arc, or because of you don't want to spend non-combat points or whatever. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really, they, they, the polymath eventually can learn all languages, and I thought that was kind of a cool thing to have. But that's my gaming side is won't let me do that because <laughs> it'd be too much of an investment with my experience points that right. uh, I wouldn't be able to level up my bard abilities and that. He's actually multi-classing now. He's taking a little bit of rogue abilities. Uh, the body uh, attributes have a dexterity specialization, and they have breaking and entry, lockpick, backstab, that kind of stuff. So he's not really interested in backstab at all, but uh, he really wants uh, lockpick just to, if he wants to get in somewhere, he can. You know, Not many nefarious means, more exploration. Sure. Or uh, if it should come up, he could be Johnny on the spot, be able to pick a lot. Originally, I was going to go straight healing because I was having a lot of fun healing and everyone loves a healer. Yeah. But uh, our little party, group of friends that go together, he's planning on going all healing, so we didn't need a, two all healers. So now I'm focusing more on 
like buffs and debuffs, which I totally forgot last event. I had taken a bunch of debuffs like <laughs> that I didn't use at all. Like they would have been uh, super useful a couple of times, and I forgot I even had the skills. <laughs> yeah. So he wants to like control battle, like stagger people and like silence people, and, but also like in- improve people's damage and still be able to heal a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, in a few different video games, Bart's going to have that role. Right. Sort of support, I guess. Yeah, that's that's the word I'm looking for. He wants to be a support role. I was really hoping this game would have like an area effect heal that if I kept playing, people kept healing. Like, <laughs> and then when I say it out loud now, it sounds super overpowered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not saying I should be able to have it now. Like maybe once I've maxed out Sonus, maybe that would be an ability. Sure. Well, they're open to suggestions, I think. Now that they're on a break until next year, they'll definitely make any changes. So. Well, I mean, I think they're doing a great job now, so I'm not going to bug them. <laughs> See, I'm currently playing uh, like an orc warrior kind of type, um, which really came from, I wasn't real sure what I wanted to play. Uh, and it seemed like of the group of four of us, other people had picked their roles. And so we had a couple healers and a spellcaster, so that kind of left melee fighter kind of class which i'm it's probably uh it's top three favorite kind of playing classes in games and stuff i think i also wanted something that was kind of simple um you know that i could just kind of show up and remember that i do an extra point of damage or whatever (laughs) that's helpful you you never run out of sword swings but you do run out of spells you know (laughs) yeah tell me about it they had, like I said, they had a lot of cool options for races. So at first it was a little too much, um, but I've always liked orc characters that aren't, you know, just inherently evil or bad. Um, so like half orcs or orcs of Warcraft. I'm not sure why, really. <laughs> I just think that's cool. Uh, and they had a, re- and I really liked the backstory uh, lore behind their orcs because they were definitely, like I said, I think earlier, um, not your traditional orcs. And so I was like, that's definitely a plan. And they had, like you said, the most hit points of all the starting races. So, you know, so I knew I wanted to be an orc. And at first I was actually going to go more damage. Like I kind of wanted to be like a melee fighter, high damage kind of character. But the more I was kind of trying to balance our party and the more I was reading about lore, I thought having a shield is just kind of too good of an advantage to pass up because they're, you know, just really good in LARPs. Right. Um, to not die so <laughs> so i wanted to pick something that was i thought might be kind of interesting to play uh for a character trait and for a reason i thought pious might be interesting uh and so i was looking through their list of uh gods deities they had and nothing was really striking me at first but then i found one that was like this uh, uh god of protection and fortification and strength and stuff and as I was reading it, it sounded really cool. Like it kind of gave an obvious motivation and uh, like a tank style character, and, like protecting people and wanting to serve people, and just sounded like an all around cool guy. Um, so that kind of became the main motivation, uh, role playing choices and whatnot for my character. Um, and so I decided to include that in my backstory a little bit. That I had like a spiritual grandfather and he had a friend that was like a paladin of this deity and so yeah so that's kind of his his main thing and i thought it'd be kind of cool to have like a class change situation or event yeah um so something along the lines of final fantasy 4 
you know, Cecil from not extreme is dead yeah. knight to paladin, but uh, but just that idea of like a class promotion and class change or whatever. So I was going to go from straight warrior and then put some insight, some level into uh, the healing classes. So then he would be a paladin because he could fight and heal. So yeah, not as much thought I think <laughs> as your character. Uh, just the things you wanted to do tie together real nicely. Uh, but yeah. Mine, I kind of had to like piecemeal together just from sort of unrelated things I wanted to do. So the orcs in this game don't necessarily, I think, wear the kind of armor I do. So I had to have it like gifted to him in his backstory. And then, yeah, and then I thought I was going to be, I thought I wanted to do, have a two handed weapon and do as much damage with a melee weapon as possible. Um, and so I took a, a bastard sword because. In this game, depending on how you wielded it, you could do one or two damages, and I thought that flexibility was cool, uh, but I never used it with two hands, because <laughs> it's not taking the shield to battle was just a bad idea. So yeah, so we and then we crafted a really cool shield out of EVA foam and plastic dip, and so that thing's just too cool to use. Yeah, it turned out pretty good. And then I've had some role-playing opportunities where uh, I get to kind of spout some of the tenets of this guy you know to serve people and protect people and things like that so that might be just role-playing 101 for most larpers but for me it's been fun <laughs> sure and it gives me kind of a go-to in battle to you know it has motivated me to be like oh i gotta get up front and keep people from getting killed and fortunately i failed neptune this last event <laughs> not totally your fault yeah it took a fear effect and i had to run away for a full 60 seconds when i came back you'd been killed which kind of sucked Cool, so yeah, in the future we're going to plan to keep going to Frontier Dawn. I'd like to try out some other LARPs, but that's kind of hard right now with a young baby and just life, but uh, definitely open to trying some different things. Yeah, I have an idea for a post-apocalyptic character that has a hammer and shield. I don't know how <laughs> practical that is in that setting, but I saw a Halloween store, they had a hammer made out of a cinder block. I thought that was pretty cool. That'd be fun to make. Out of foam? Yeah. I think this one was plastic. And then I was trying to think of a good shield, and then I realized that um, road signs are, for like routes and interstates, are shields. (laughs) So that would be a a cool character that carries those. But that's all the farther I got. So yeah, that's pretty much our backstory and the quest we are on of just talking about these things that we find are cool. We really like this group, so we've been featuring them, but we're hoping to branch out. A little more and we got our website up and a facebook group so be sure to check us out at 321layonpodcast.com and the same i believe on facebook and, uh, yeah thanks for listening and let us know what you think subscribe and all that fun stuff hopefully our story wasn't that boring